0: Previously on the Reroll Gaming podcast. As Flint and Star catch up after the ritual, Flint realizes a grave threat may become uncontained.
1: You found that uh, Orc Scout, didn't you? I did. Does Frost Knuckle know that we're here?
2: Kiaran
0: takes the first step towards making good on a promise she'd made Star. Star, I do believe I owe you a favor at this point. as they begin planning, she at least tries to issue Star a word of precaution.
3: Dolel, at least where I am from, trained from a very young age. And we grow quite old. So it won't be an easy task.
0: As the night draws to a close, a beautiful banquet is assembled by a very proud chef.
4: I must say, this is some of the best work I've done. Bo, welcome home.
0: But it's there I learned that my mentor, Vestern, has made a difficult
4: decision. When you leave, I have to go home to Sosperia. I don't know what this incursion has done to my home. And I must be there to help them.
0: This realm won't be the same without him in it, but I'll have to push through. For now, we seem to have an opportunity to rest. Probably the last one we'll have for a long while once we start moving. Here, beneath the shattered sky.
1: If we've established one thing, it's that the sync clap that we all do is the funniest goddamn thing that we do <laughs> on this podcast. It's the only funny thing we do, in fact.
4: Which is why we cut it out of every episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah we do, too we do, strong. We have to... Basically, if you've raised the bar so high, you just have to remove the bar, and then that lets like whatever's below it actually set it. The world's Is it, not we, ready. The Reroll Podcast. It's humor on a curve. It's humor adjacent. Right. That's, <laughs> our,
4: that's our tagline. Reroll I Gaming. Say tag humor line, yeah. adjacent. <laughs> Welcome back to the Reroll Gaming Podcast, my children. <laughs>
0: that'd be weird i don't think that'd work
4: i'm not talking to you guys i'm talking to our fans
3: oh
4: all 400 million of them (laughs) we have a small army we can call upon none of which 100 million is a pretty
1: fucking big army
4: (laughs) saying not all of them are eligible for the army use your head if we lose all of our (laughs) male population how are we going to grow and sustain an empire
1: Plus all the women will have to go back to work like in world war ii Ugh.
5: glad women haven't worked since then right where are we going with this
1: we're a small herd of cats and it's your job to like at least suggest <laughs> we go in one particular direction or another so really this is all your fault whose job mine yeah you're i think you're in charge i don't know i don't, I don't think
4: know. i'm in charge until the game starts
2: I'm still trying to find my MySpace.
4: <laughs> oh yes. Okay. So um we got a pretty good icebreaker today. Uh what if any, uh did you guys use as sort of like a cringy username or screen name or password from your past, if you care to share?
1: Yeah, docs yourself, please.
2: Uh I'll start. <laughs> I was like a wannabe scene kid. Uh, my parents wouldn't let me do anything with my hair, so <laughs> <laughs> I uh, mine was like the little X, big X on on either end, and it was Octavia Monster.
4: Oh really my goes. god! Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Not a lot of our uh, listeners know you actually have a, a Monster Energy drink tattoo on your neck.
2: Yeah, I have mm. one right on my ass as well.
4: <laughs> That's interesting.
2: <laughs> Just to make, came... I wanted it in both places. Which came can first? Decide uh definitely the neck
1: one same time (laughs) you should start with a neck tattoo for your first tattoo. i'm gonna do do another one (laughs) on my
2: face soon
1: generally good good honestly
2: i'll give you back the belly piercing
0: you gave me that was the (laughs) monster dangly
4: (laughs) i had a pretty terrible email for a long time um little bit of backstory i don't know if you guys have ever seen the youtube video that was popular i don't know 200 years ago that was the like star wars rap um oh mm -hmm. yeah but when that came out i was so obsessed with it my my. i mean everybody
1: was about the
4: box luke exactly uh don't get me started i don't want (laughs) to
1: I don't want to do that. You've already dated yourself like I've, pretty sufficiently. i have
4: buried that part of me and I don't need to dig it up. But my email was gangstavader at yahoo.com wow. for the longest time.
2: <laughs> 100%. Yeah.
1: Gangstavader. should have kept Vader. it. That looked really, really good on job, like job applications yes. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, my current email.
3: He uses email it just is, for that, like he still has it.
4: My current email is airborne. And Bourne is spelt like Jason Bourne, and I don't even know why I did that. I'm not a big fan of the Jason Bourne movies, and I've never been airborne other than commercial travel. So I don't really know where that came from. Commercially airborne, <laughs> yeah, commercially airborne. Oh, I never. Humor adjacent.
0: I never right. knew that. That's, that's Which one? Which part? The email. I never knew that.
4: The Gangster Vader
1: one.
3: Well, that both actually.
1: Yeah. Oh. You left that life behind. I'm not the person I was.
3: (laughs) I can't really remember any usernames before I was, like, 18. Uh, I don't know if this is embarrassing or not, but it's weird. Uh, So, my first character in World of Warcraft, I had to choose the most complicated name to type. And it's from a book I like, where it's like this demon warrior chick, and her name's Kirill Diashoff. And I've used the name... For lots of things in short it to carry Curie or curial a lot.
4: Yeah, but that's badass and not that embarrassing. Is cool. So Yeah, I mean about, that's just the little go thing again, I got username-wise. Username
3: <laughs> how about
0: <laughs> this one? My uh I couldn't <laughs> this is funny because it's like, all my um emails and stuff are really boring. There's like my name, so there's nothing fun there. But yeah. I had a club penguin, my character <laughs> well, you have to have a name that's like unique. To everyone else's, and there's like a bunch of kids on there. So when I, I was like 13, I named my character Scoopy Lou. <laughs> Scoopy but, Lou? Yeah. Scoopy. Scoopy.
4: Scoopy. Poopy Lou or Scoopy Lou? Scoopy Lou. I think Latar is fucking me up. Um, <laughs> what does that mean?
0: Nothing. It's I literally <laughs> was trying to do something cute or interesting. And then my dad, was like, "Here, give me that." And he like, because I was taking forever, and I kept denying my every time I was trying to get the name, and it was like, "It's already taken." And so my dad was like, "Here, give me that." And so he went Scoopy Lou, and it worked. And I was like, "Okay."
1: <laughs> Why? So, so he picked the name for it.
0: Yeah, because I I was spent like an Fantastic. hour trying to like pick a name, but they're all taken, so it just didn't work.
1: Right. I mean, I didn't realize until recently that me and Wes have been using. Uh, Dirk Fister for all of our character names, like in <laughs> games and stuff, and we had no idea. We just figured this out, like probably a, maybe less than a year ago. But yeah, that's pretty amazing because I've been using Dirk Fister for a long time. Where did you get and the name Dirk Fister? Apparently, I got it from Wes. I don't know. I don't remember where it came from. I've just been using Does it for such a long time. Mister Fister. <laughs> he, he, he thinks he got it from like a mystery science like movie or something like that. I have no idea. i really there like was really like how a, convoluted
0: it, that is. I just you both use it, but you don't know why.
1: There, yeah. there was a Mariners
4: player, a pitcher named Doug Fist there for a long time. Hell yeah. Maybe that seeped into your brain. Not you, because... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is Wes... A... I, mean, I don't care. Wes is a huge baseball fan. Actually, I didn't know that. We went to a game once. I'm... Right.
2: Did you have one, Brendan?
5: Give it to us, Brendan. Yeah, I want to hear it. Lay an egg of truth in oh, my yeah. mouth. <laughs> uh, when I was, um, you know, the smartest person in the world at 17 years old... Um, and I had finally figured out that, uh, I, I wasn't really like a hardcore believing Christian the way I thought I was. Um, <laughs> but I was still like, well, I mean, if there's no Christian, there still has to be some kind of magic, make all this shit work. And, uh, so ah. I, I was kind of a polytheist more or less for a little bit. And, uh, I was really into geckos at the time. So I named I, my, my Yahoo username became polytheist gecko.
1: That's a silly like name. A really a really cringy
5: like Twitter handle or something. I, oh, I know <laughs> I don't know, it's something that you would use to like get attention or something except I wasn't I was just like I have to input something I don't know what's a username that I think it asks like what's a username that describes you or something I was like probably most like a gecko.
1: <laughs> I think you could probably tell a lot about a person by like if you like put a gun to their head and we're like you have to come up with your hacker name in 15 seconds, <laughs> It's because it's just street like stream of consciousness kind of thing. Oh,
2: dude, I'm gonna... I have mine already. It was another old fucking username that I used to use, and it was Jackal Mikeson. <laughs> this is my email when I was younger. in at gmail.com.
5: JackalMikes.
2: Yeah.
5: I can impress you, got that, honestly.
1: Uh, that's, yeah. yeah, seriously. I
2: was the OG. <laughs> I actually just tried to get back into it and it's locked to my mom's uh old email, too. So no, call got her. it. <laughs> call her and be like, hey, give me the reset password so I can get in my MySpace.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's important. <laughs>
4: Well, speaking of cringy characters and names, let's pan on over to that was, our that was pretty cringy, bad. <laughs> sh- shut your goddamn mouth! Man. <laughs> the last place we left off was. I feel it's it's so funny to be like, oh, the last place we left off when we have a recap, but none of us hear the recap before we play. So this is more for the players to remember than the audience. But the, <laughs> last, the last place we left off is after a harrowing journey through what seemed to be multiple planes of existence to recover Kiara and Soul. You guys actually managed to get a night off, sort of, so, so to speak.
1: You guys got a wish spell?
4: I must have missed that.
1: Yeah, we got seventeen of them actually. Seventeen of them. Okay, what's your first wish? I wish for for (laughs) eighteen.
4: Yeah,
1: (laughs) one more. All right. Well, that was two wishes,
4: right off the bat. Couldn't understand them.
1: No, no, but we got two more. So if we just keep wishing for another wish spell, it'll just like that's three wishes. Yep. I wish that you would stop, uh, stop uh, writing like marking off every wish that I use. I wish you could speak in complete sentences. I wish you had taste buds in your
4: anus. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're going to do a little bit of a abstract look at your time at the Temple of Dusk and Dawn. As was offered to you and to accommodate for some crafting and resting to get Groth's blood back into his system. (laughs) You guys are spending a week in the temple. And I, I, I think we talked briefly in the pa- last episode of what your plans were, but why don't we go ahead and tackle some of those? Groth, we'll start with you, since I think your plans are the most straightforward. You are working on some crafting items.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I believe, if I remember right, because I do have to remember this, uh, that I was giving a, uh, a set of cold metal armor to... Uh, Flint, because he tends to be a front man. I believe that was correct.
3: Mm-hmm. And he hates Faye.
1: And he hates Faye. And he hates Faye. More, more just makes him uncomfortable. No, you yeah. hate them. Yeah, no, actually, he does kind of hate it. <laughs> them
2: hates that he feels uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> he hates himself, and that's really what yeah. comes yeah, from. That's where it comes yeah, from. yeah, that's
2: where it stems from. It.
1: What kind of armor defends against your own self-loathing? Cold iron. Okay, cool. <laughs> you just have to eat a pound the of it a day. The love you for... never got from your mother. <laughs>
4: yeah, cold iron <laughs> So, what I'm going to actually need from—I think you are also adding a rune to somebody's weapon, but I can't remember. I believe. No, I we doing. we added several runes, and we it was a whole thing. Sure. Uh, well, yeah, but, but some what, of those were by other people. Yeah, some of those were bought, but Groth, I need you to give me two crafting checks, DC 19. And so this is going to affect the construction of the cold iron armor and the plus one striking, or plus one, is it striking or is it potency? Potency. I thought it was potency. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the plus one potency rune to your own weapon. So two DC 19 crafting checks. What's your, what's your crafting bonus there, buddy? That's plus 13. Oh man. Yeah. These should be gimmies.
5: They should say should that. Should be. Should be.
3: Trying to jinx it there.
5: But we'll see. Uh, I got a thirty on one. I'm gonna say it was for the armor because that was fail. Fuck. Damn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Guess I'll have to roll a twenty-nine on the
4: next one to pass. Actually, that's a crit success. Um, luckily, however, the costs are being covered by the temple, uh, so crit success doesn't. I guess they spend less money to. So. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs>
2: That's pretty good.
4: Yeah, I, I I'm such a good GM. I'm actually tracking the overall wealth, income, and cost to sustain this random temple. Know <laughs>
5: you know the place of as every well as dollar in Different
4: rail. economic factors and such. Of course, that's affected by the cataclysm, and it's a thing.
5: Yeah, it's, it's you know it's like uh mortgage rates are skyrocketing for some reason.
4: Everybody oh, like wants a crashing. house. Everybody wants a house <laughs> to get away from the undead everywhere. yeah nobody wants it's nobody wants to sell
1: those in other planes they they saw the the, yeah they saw the sky break open and then immediately I "I gotta call my real estate agent (laughs) I got some bonds I need to cash in uh
5: 23 for the second craft okay excellent so
4: describe to me just maybe a scene throughout the week of how this all goes and and how does Groth take the time to himself for this week? The time that you're actually not spent adventuring?
5: Uh, I think that Groth is generally very low energy, but like not doing a whole lot other than hanging out by the forge. But he's got just such this like motivation and drive to work with this new metal and uh, to start working with runes and stuff that it never even occurred to him before um, because everything he did was just so innate and uh he's got these amazing teachers right now and he's just sitting by the forge just like low energy just like tapping a chisel just
1: making these runes one little tiny scritch at a time and one well, uh, if i was thinking too actually like um since this is you know we kind of talked about like even louis saying you know like the rules and stuff have changed Um, the introduction of, like, magical runes would probably be something that you and uh, Hotren are, like, kind of discovering together, because they haven't really existed in this capacity until the Cataclysm, correct?
4: Yeah.
1: And now we're finding that there's, like, magical artifacts and things that you can create that have effects like that.
4: In fact, I think there is a moment, perhaps maybe the last day or so, of this downtime where Dr. Hotren comes up to you and it's just like you've done quite fine work my big friend but i'd like to sit down perhaps enjoy a cup of tea with you
5: god's just like already on his ass he's like okay just like lifts himself over a few feet to the chair plops back down on his ass okay. what kind of tea you got
4: I have a lovely earthy mushroom tea you might find quite enjoyable, or if you're looking for something a little more fruitful, a tea made from some of the leaves and the cherry blossom.
5: Well, I've never had any of those. I've never <laughs> had tea. Uh, I'll take the earthy one.
1: Easy on the dirt.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't take any of the dirt out. I won't do it. Uh, yes, Mio, do you mind fetching us some tea? She's like, of course, doctor Haran. Now, I know that you'll likely be leaving soon, accompanying Bo, but I want to show you something. And he kind of organizes this clutter of different parchment paper with sort of scribblings, doodles, drawings, and what looks to be maybe theory in terms of mathematical theory erratically splayed across these pages. And he turns to you and he says, I think that with... These runic capacities. There are many, many more things you can do to enhance weapons.
5: Oh, are you so fucking serious? (laughs) This is badass. (laughs) You got me. I was kidding. Oh, okay.
4: I was kidding about that as well. Oh, (laughs) you got
5: Double the double. Gotcha. 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 You piece of shit. You should write a movie about this. (laughs) In your
4: travels, I believe if you come across any rare elements or pieces of monsters or legendary creatures, these might be key components to unlocking some of these runes inscribed to weapons.
5: I have seen some strange metal, um, some goblins were putting it on hogs and other random, I don't, I don't know, but, have you seen this metal around? It's shimmery, uh, multiple colors, it, uh, reflects light just a little bit differently. Never seen anything quite like it, I'm sure you'd know it if you'd seen it.
4: I can't say I have, unfortunately.
5: However. Oh, shit. Groth actually has a piece of it. I was just... Yeah, I talking about that from about way that. back. Uh That he just never did anything with. Uh Yeah, Groth's gonna go ahead and pull that out. Something like this. I actually haven't looked at it since the change. I don't know if it does anything anymore. If it ever did anything, but interesting and
4: he's examining it and he pulls out this three-tiered monocle that seems to be have sort of an adjustable zoom and he's looking very closely at it at it he says i'm not quite sure but first conceived theory is this metal perhaps was forged or enchanted by somebody who knew things were going to change
5: what uh how, how could anybody have known that my friend I
4: am afraid I do not know
5: That lazy fuck, um, who I don't know, finally picked up a fucking mallet, smacked some goddamn metal.
4: He snaps in front of your face and says, Groth, Groth, you're losing it again. Oh, I am, I am. I thought you got a lot of your blood back, and we're going to have more of whatever. (laughs) all i'm recommending to you is with such skill and care keep an eye out for any peculiar ingredients and keep a notebook handy you might be surprised where innovation comes to you
5: or do have a notebook (laughs) filled out by somebody else i've never read it i can write
4: I mean I can give you a notebook if you need.
0: He's like, hey, that's mine. <laughs> it's like literally his notebook that is on the says.
4: <laughs> oh thank you. It's my personal <laughs> diary.
5: Prof I um I haven't really known what to do with that scrap of metal, but You seem to be interested in well everything. If I well, we can think of a purpose for it here as something for you to look into and research if you could find anything out about this it this, uh, could be an important piece of this big puzzle that I think we're working on without even knowing it
4: if you can part with it leave it here and I will look at it and perhaps there is something I can learn from it
5: if you do make sure you let me know leave word in Brambleton. I'll get it sooner or later. Will
4: do. Gross, it's been quite a pleasure. Never have I had a pupil for so little time leave such an impression.
5: Oh, I've never had something so small leave such a big dent in my heart when I had to leave.
1: Louis, like, oh, wow.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, quick cut to the alchemy lab. Louis is hammering a wall, and he suddenly grips his heart, and he's like, ah,
3: "Something terrible has
4: happened."
5: <laughs> Louis is a little bigger than Aunt Ren. That's true. Yeah. Quite a bit. But bigger, Shadow
3: probably. might not be.
4: Meanwhile, <laughs> in a manor house somewhere outside of Blackridge, Shadow, in a room that seems foreign and almost like a prison grips her hearts (laughs) (laughs) and dies and dies (laughs) We you feel good about yourself you piece of shit
0: (laughs) so quick like I, I didn't quite catch that you said he thought whoever made or crafted this like metal that he had shown him knew the cataclysm would happen like they accounted for it Sort of?
4: Correct. Or knew something was going to happen.
0: Okay.
5: Yeah, I think I picked up on that. Left a little breadcrumb of it too.
4: Okay.
0: Just making sure I, it, that made sense.
4: Starlet Moonbow. How are you spending your week at the temple?
2: I think Star probably at the beginning of the week is actually gonna stop by the uh forge and speak with i can't remember her name the the apprentice lady
4: mia Luntair.
2: yeah so star will walk up to her and uh be like you're you're mia right
4: hi yeah uh i'm mia i'm dr Hotrun's assistant you you must be Star. I've, I've heard a lot about you, but, you know, we've been in the forge with the big guy and it's, it's it's a lot of work. We've been making a lot of stuff for you guys. Um, How can I help you? Well,
2: just being that you work with so much uh, solid material, I was. Well, let me just show you this and maybe you can help me or at least point me in the right direction of what I need to do. And Star will pull out um, sort of a rough sketch of the. Uh, tiara thing that she is thinking up for uh, Faya when she finds her again and uh, she points at the spot with the stone and she's like I want this to be I guess the stone that I'm looking for is very colorful kind of with flecks of blue and green and red in it I just I, I don't know if that even exists but I'm looking for something like that to add to this.
4: Yes, I, this is, this is very beautiful. First of all, I believe that we could construct a lot of it here. We would need to, of course, make some molds and castings as well as be supplied. The rarer materials, uh, depending on how the band is going to work. However, for the jewel, Honestly, that's kind of up to you. I, I, I'm sure a jewel like that would exist. You, perhaps a fire opal is something to think something to think about. I know there is a j- very famous uh, jeweler in Blackreach. Uh, there's also I'm sure you can find some sort of shops or gems for sale in Grimholt. Perhaps it's incredibly difficult to get into Bronzehammer, but of course, the Dwarves would have a plethora. In fact, the Iron Dwarving Trading Company would trade any amount of gold for practically any gemstone in terms of their backing for currency.
2: All right. Well, thank you. I really appreciate all the information. Um. I also was thinking of making this more of a three-piece thing. I want there to be sort of upper arm cuffs, but if you don't mind, I would be happy to pay you guys to work on this, I just uh, can I just leave this with you for now?
4: Yes, of course, we could in some downtime work on perhaps getting some of the molds and castings ready, but really you're gonna be affronting most of the cost by providing the materials, and we might charge a bit of a fee And with Dr. Hotren, of course, but we could definitely start thinking about it and get it in kind of our routine.
2: Absolutely. Uh I guess if you come up with some sort of pricing or system, uh just let me know. I'll be around. Thank you. Who
4: if you don't mind me asking, who is is this for? Do you are you providing a gift to royalty?
2: <laughs> um she is someone very dear to me. I haven't seen her since... I honestly, I can't even remember now. Uh, She... I woke up one day and she just wasn't there. I don't know what happened to her. I'm trying to find her, it's just... Her name is Faya. I love her. But I don't know where she is, and I don't know if I'll be strong enough to save her when I do find her. But, ah, it's a long, sad story.
4: Well, that's very sweet. We'll get working on what we can to prepare for this. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to do for the week? Do you want to just relax, recover?
2: Um, I would say just for Flavor Star probably does some morning training with uh, Jessica, and uh, she might walk through the botanical garden as well. That's Work on her it. jazz album. Yeah. 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 Uh, she's got, she's learning to play Careless Whisper.
4: It's yeah. It's. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, on a
2: like, because kaz- uh, what are those things? A, a kazoo. <laughs> a kazoo. <laughs>
4: that is the most atrocious sound I can possibly imagine. <laughs> yeah.
2: She's gonna learn to play it on loot.
4: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, why don't we pan on over to Bo Cantrell? All right. Bo, how are you spending this week? Which is kind of unique since it's more or less your home of sorts.
0: Well, I can't. So I was trying to recall if I had even. I think I had touched on that. Bo had like a kind of a home here, right? Or I think so. Is that just in my brain? I couldn't remember.
1: I have a no like, reason why you wouldn't have like a living space. Well, of
0: I do. Some time I know yet, I do. Sure. I just didn't know if I shared that at any point with the mm. audience or with you guys.
4: You also have, like, a personal garden that Kiaren kind of cleaned out, actually.
0: Yeah, because, um, at least in my mind, I imagine me and Zara are kind of, like, the only people with personal kind of homesteads in that kind of yeah. That garden. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we're kind of neighbors, but we have enough space where it's, like, you don't see each other's houses between the plants and the garden but we're close enough where it's like that's the only houses in that s- space um and then I in my head um his house was like half greenhouse mm-hmm. this would be a good time to spend time with Zara while also trying to craft potions
4: okay gives me alchemy I knew you were We talked about this a little bit before, so why don't you go ahead and give me two crafting checks. What's your crafting bonus? Plus 11. Okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good.
0: Got 25.
4: 25, okay.
0: And I decided beforehand, I just wanted to craft healing potions because you told me that I can craft them in batches. Yep. So, that's... I
4: believe we are doing this right. You will be... Each one of these checks represents a batch of four. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, give me your second crafting check.
0: So, this is another batch. Correct. Okay.
4: Ooh, yeah. 29. Okay. So, you are able to get a total of eight. Yay. Yay lesser healing potions nice and I I imagine that time too is shared with Zara I imagine I think every morning Zara actually comes to your doorstep and leaves you a basket of several of the key ingredients that you need as well as a couple things she throws in for fun and some fresh produce but every morning you wake up and and it's there ready for you it's very thoughtful
0: I think that Bo to um like this is something he wants to do with her so he probably you know preps at his own home and then just shows up at her door and be like well let's go let's yeah. do this <laughs> so then they um make the potions together I bet and I bet she kind of has more knowledge than Bo too, just being around the plants and then living in, in the garden full time. Um, so, because this is relatively new to Bo.
4: Yeah, I and sh- you would know she is, without a doubt, a master of nature. Yeah. And I think you, I think you share a lot of these moments, and a lot of them are blanketed with silence, Zara just isn't very talkative but the feeling is there of sharing the space with somebody working creating something with them and it is very warm
0: Bose definitely the type that you can share silence with and it's not awkward it's just like it's a nice silence like a silence you could share that doesn't you don't have, feel like you have to share you have to fill the space with words or anything else
1: and I think unless one or both of you really has to fart, but it's so like quiet that you don't like, you can't find a good time to do it. Your both just, just like just throw like a in.
0: beaker on the ground. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: sorry, you have to butterfingers. You know,
4: you have to time your farts with pew pew accidentally knocking over alchemy equipment
1: <laughs> with pew pew farting. Yeah, <laughs>
4: it's rancid. It'll cl- it'll clear clear the home. Uh.
0: Um Also, Bo would definitely invite everyone else if they had if he caught them with having a time or to have dinner or something like in his home too because it's the closest thing he's had to home yeah since living um in his old town so
4: <sighs> okay and from there we're going to pan on over to Kiarin. Kiaran, you are now finally reunited with this lost piece of yourself. What are you doing in your first week since the cataclysm that you don't feel slowed at the least?
3: I think Kiaran kind of falls into a routine of...
4: I thought you were going to say falls into a ravine. And I was like, that's an interesting downtime. I mean, I think there is a ravine where the zombos... I'm going to make are. you
1: roll for something. And don't knock until you try it, Tanner. You haven't yeah. truly, like... Yeah. Yeah, you haven't truly really found bliss until you throw yourself into a couple No,
3: ravines. I just grew so used to that feeling of being on the edge of death that I have to court it.
4: In this dark, dark world on the edge of an annihilation, I think I'm going to use my rare relaxation time to tumble through some branches. <laughs> into a big pit
3: uh she'll wake up with uh sunrise and uh request to join probably star in the justicars on their workout slash training for a bit before retiring to some is there a library of sorts you said right
4: yes there is most the religious texts are kept in a wing of the chapel
3: Which is probably where she'll spend most of her day, um, researching, probably mainly about, like, Emon, but just religions in general, I think, kind of spark her interest right now. Um, but she will take, like, a mid-afternoon break to go probably have lunch, um, with Zara and Bo, and join them in the garden for a bit, just to kind of get back outside and away from the dusty books and stuff. Um... Before returning, and then um, watch the sunset from the ramparts, looking out on the views. Well,
4: we're gonna we're gonna jump in there just a little bit. Okay. First of all, I was gonna to the
1: ravine. Sorry, yeah. I was peeing.
3: And in the garden, sorry. When she's in the garden <laughs> for flavor, she's replenishing her stores if Zara allows it for her nature heal chicks.
4: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think maybe. Actually, first of all, I was going to do a cool scene with all you guys working out, but I, re- instead of that, am now imagining Star, Kiaren, and Justicar Spirits in, in, like, spandex, working to, like, an <laughs> 80s workout D- yeah, or VHS. Sure. Just, like, a Richard Jessica Simmons one or something. Like, <laughs> I will teach you in the ways of the best warriors. And a one, two... Three. <laughs> initiate warrior Everyone, pose too. Yeah,
2: go ahead and hop Let, in the pool. We're going to jazzercise this out. <laughs>
4: have you read the scripture of great warrior poet Richard Simmons? <laughs> 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 However, I do think probably on the third day as you're going through the library, you kind of are feeling overwhelmed. There's so many texts in here and some that you have opened up and found were pretty informational and some were sonnets and, and biographies of people who you have no idea how they're even connected. And particularly on this day, you have five or six tomes and you're racing through them. Maybe a little frustrated when you hear sort of, the soft steps of Oracle Olsen, as he enters, and he says, "Kieran, is that, is that you?
3: Uh, yes, uh, you did say I could use your books, right?
4: Yes, of course. Have you been getting much use out of the library?
3: I don't know. My DM hasn't had me roll yet.
4: Okay, why don't you roll a <laughs> religion check? And this will dictate the rest of the role play. <laughs>
3: uh, twenty six.
4: That was good. We shouldn't have wasted time with it. <laughs> Is there anything I can help you with?
3: Um, I mean, I'm interested in uh, you know my... Studies have mostly had to do with the Maiden, and she obviously was someone that I would not want anything to do with, and thus had spurned any sort of religion previously. So I'm just kind of generally interested in learning about other ones at this point, especially Emin, um would be my main focus.
4: Ah, yes. There is a certain aspect with those who follow the Redeemer i see that in you and he puts his hand on his acolyte's shoulder and the acolyte leads him to the table you're at and sits down across from you and he says emin is quite a peculiar member of the pantheon the only one to actually be mortal at one point a very very interesting tale in fact some of the more extreme pious studiers and, and historians doubt Emmon's place in the pantheon. Though myself I believe that they are with us just as much as any of the other eight. Have you checked out the Rhyme of the Redeemer yet?
3: Oh, I think I remember that title. It uh, looked like some children's poems or something and I threw it aside.
4: Yes, it, upon first glance, is very strange. And he turns to his acolyte and he's like, Young acolyte, will you please fetch the rhyme of the Redeemer? Thank you. You see, before Eamon was considered so powerful and a deity, she was a great warrior, a conqueror somebody on a mission of vengeance and the acolyte places the book down sides it towards you a poet of the sorts way back in ancient ion heard of the rise of a dreaded conqueror deep in nyamis what is now known to be the badlands and this strange armored figure had seemingly out of nowhere risen an army and swore to take on the god tempest himself somebody held bent on well killing a god and this poet had chronicled in rather eccentric fashion the journey and the rise to power this isn't a religious text per se, but this is truly the start of the tale. You cannot understand Emon and her quest for redemption without seeing her past and familiarizing yourself with her mistakes. You can take that book, by the way. It'll take you some time. It is 370 pages of limerick and rhyme.
3: Hmm. Uh, I do appreciate it. If you say it's worth the time, I will read it thoroughly. Uh, I want to glance at the author.
4: Yeah, it's the poet, Michelle Ender Morose.
3: Ender Morose. I'm just curious. Morose. Morose.
4: I
0: liked that you rhymed time with... Or rhyme with time no wait, was it the way around? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you rhymed by accident. It was perfect.
4: So you
5: rhyme time with rhyme a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. It is rhyme time and for that is a crime. Or Olsen just starts fucking
1: freestyling.
4: I also <laughs> I also recommend this. It is the Slim Shady LP
1: <laughs> from the nineties.
4: This is the true religious text we have here. <laughs> Acolyte,
1: drop me a beat. Mm. <laughs> Acolyte,
4: <laughs> Give me a quick perception check.
3: That would be a 13.
4: Hell yeah. <laughs> you almost don't even notice kind of being engaged by this borderline lecture from the oracle that Bo has entered the library in, and has uh, approached from behind you.
0: Bo is insecure about this acolyte, so he immediately drops a beat, trying to override the other
4: <laughs> <laughs> Bo tears the acolyte apart in a
1: vicious freeze, Because <laughs> 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 real personal stuff, stuff <laughs> about like his like stepmom and stuff. <laughs> Like, I don't even know how you'd know that. He cried. It goes, goes right for the jugular. <laughs> A lot of stuff about being an orphan. <clears throat> A
4: lot of orphan stuff.
3: Kiaren's like, well, you might need this book more than me. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I mean, he probably just comes in and is like, I'm trying not to interrupt, but like is curious what um, Kiaren found interesting here because he didn't actually expect any, to find any
3: one of you. Karen kind of jumps a little bit as Bo comes up from behind. I was like, oh, uh, you caught me unawares there, Beau. Uh, the Oracle was just showing me uh, one of the books that he found interesting about the Redeemer. Really?
0: I didn't expect to see really any of you here, but I...
3: What did you find? Oh, I've barely scratched the surface, but... I will continue to read. We were... Bow at the
0: oh, Bow, look at the book and see that it... he probably recognizes it and knows it's like a book of rhymes, and so he mm-hmm. probably looks like playfully but kind of skeptically at um, at the oracle.
4: We are just going over a bit of history, Bow, and perhaps when Kieran is done, you could read it. It's. There's more... There's deep lessons hidden in it. I know it seems frivolous, but truly... To understand, Emon, and he looks back at you, Kieran, one must start here.
3: Yes, we are but children at this point learning to read.
4: You don't... You don't know how to read? Give me the book back. (laughs) (laughs) This is worthless to you. Acolyte, read this 300-page book now <laughs> to us. <laughs> and I think over the course of several hours, the Oracle happily will share more of Emmon's history with you as well. The whole overarching rise of Emmon, joining the Pantheon, rebuking the gods all all that sort of stuff
0: Bo would probably hang out and point out some of things that he would find maybe helpful or interesting that probably I can add, I don't I don't know why but I there was a point that you said that um, Oracle Olsen is nearly like a peer so it's like we're even though he looks a lot older now Like, this was just kind of his path that he took. But probably him and Bo's kind of paths were probably pretty different. So they probably have very different perspectives, even if they're coming from the same place.
4: Yeah, I definitely think he, you showed more of a connection to divine magic, at least in terms of offensive and and combat-focused magic, while he was much more of a studious.
0: Right. I think that uh, while even though Bo had uh, studied hard and spent a lot of time in his books and everything, it probably is more of what, like, he was interested in. And he was probably, you know, guided in certain directions and things, but he probably stuck to what was his interest or... So there's probably things that, you know, this probably type of book would have made him fall asleep Yeah, this study. Like, this isn't something he had totally has faith in to, like really give a lot of information but it's probably just not his uh, not the route he would go but he doesn't doubt that there's like knowledge there though
4: after a few hours of this religious study the oracle stands up and he says I think I've rattled on enough uh, to you Kiaran please allow me to have my leave Oh, can I speak with you?
0: He'll he'll turn and walk, to the side of him.
1: No, you may not. Goodbye.
0: I'm obviously busy.
1: I want to start <laughs> doing away with the whole yes and thing and just start doing no, or no something. Somewhere. No or no. No and no why? No, rather I think that's no that's rather. What I'm going that's for. Okay. No rather. Yeah.
4: You walk alongside with. Oracle Olsen and he hooks his arm into yours as you're guiding him and he's like please accompany me back to the pedestal where we conducted that ritual
0: absolutely
4: you walk up there and he feels around and grabs that dusty old book and he turns to you and he says this will be be better suited in your hands I think and it is a blank covered book but you open it up and it's got several rituals that you can cast including but not limited to commune which is of course communing with the dead consecrate and call forth spirits and I'll explain these a little more off air to you and we will we can tackle those if they come up. But this is now a ritual book where you can write rituals in it as well as perform the rituals that are already contained within.
0: What was the last one?
4: Call Forth Spirit.
0: Bo is probably pretty shocked that he would hand this over to him. Um, he probably puts his hand on his hand as he's handing the book and just say thank you really this means a lot to me
4: you're our best hope to stop this incursion you're gonna need all the help you can get
0: your help means the world to me and I I think I really need it, so thank you.
4: Yes, of course. I'll see you around, Bo.
1: No, he won't. He's he's blind. <laughs> I'll hear you around, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll actually hear you really well. I've gotten really good at hearing. You like seen a bat. Daredevil?
0: <laughs> Bo will pat um, his hand and say
1: He's like, ah, oh, who is that? Who's there?
2: <laughs> <laughs> he starts clicking like a bat. <laughs> 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 he'll say, um,
0: I'm so glad to see you're doing better. You had me worried.
4: I'm getting quite good at bouncing back.
0: Hmm. I'm glad. And he'll kind of head back.
4: And then we'll pan over to our last
1: stinkiest member of the sluts i got kind of a scene to set up okay all right if unless you had something no to mind. no
4: go ahead no it's fine i'll leave
1: okay okay you're still here <laughs> <laughs> no <I'm> anytime now <laughs> i mean over the course of this week you guys probably don't actually see a whole lot of flint um uh because depending on where the trail takes him he may be like kind of sleeping rough out in the wilderness for a night or two here or there. Um, but yeah, basically, like, we just sort of opened up on Flint with, um, like, he would have, because uh, he was going to talk, he talked to Vestern about maybe taking a couple of the, uh, um, a couple, of, like, the uh, I don't know if you call them soldiers, but a couple of the uh primer defense guys out to go on, like, a scouting mission. And so he probably would have, like, he would have requested, you know, hopefully, like, somebody who's, like, has done some hunting who's like decent at tracking and then um, another one specifically that uh, is maybe a little more inexperienced as kind of like a training exercise okay Um. so yeah okay so we just kind of you know open up on uh, Flint and these two um. Uh, these two temple soldiers like standing in the middle of that scout's camp which is probably just still covered in blood and viscera and uh, Flint just kind of looking around just being like holy my god she didn't leave much to, she didn't leave much to go by.
4: And yeah, at this point all the organs and limbs have frozen and have a good inch of snow on them where it stacks. A couple carrion birds have clearly gone at these corpses, but or this one corpse that's spread out over a rather large area. In the camp, there's not much more to it now. The tent has fully collapsed. The fire pit's
1: ruined. Um. Yeah, Flint'll take a look around and then nod towards the, uh, the hunter and just say, "Uh, yeah, take a look around. See if any of uh, see if any of his friends have been in the area."
4: And why don't, why don't I describe these NPCs just a wee bit for you, because okay. you asked. For a hunter and an inexperienced small child. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I want to take all the children out with me on this uh, scouting hunting party to find some orcs.
4: But I believe you are a little confused at what you got. Okay. On one hand, you did get a young acolyte. In fact, Jessica Vesserin thought it would be a good idea for acolyte Andrew Khan, the young acolyte of the oracle, to get some real-world experience. (laughs) Cool, right on. But the hunter you requested, for some reason, they sent you a short moon elf in a loose-fitting gi who doesn't seem to have any bow or spear on her, only a staff and a small pipe-looking thing. And what's her name? Juliet.
1: Okay, cool. So yeah, does Juliet find, pick up any tracks or anything?
4: Let me roll a dice. I haven't rolled a I dice his,
1: all day. I think his acolyte, Khan, like goes to look around too. Flint just kind of grabs him by the by the sleeve. And just and ah, nah, 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 you, you stay close. He's actually throwing up. He's
4: like, <laughs> <laughs> Is this what the crazy fox lady did?
1: Yeah, she's going to do it to you if you don't get your shite together. I'm a man. Stop wailing. <laughs> Slaps him a little bit. <sighs> it's, it's pronounced Worcestershire. Worm but Damn
4: Meanwhile, as soon as you got to this camp, Juliet kind of disappeared. After your word, she blended into the forest and came out sort of around a corner on the cliffside on this old ram's trail that you're surprised she's even able to navigate. And she says it's it's an old trail, but I found one.
1: Does it look like it's seen any activity recently?
4: No, but judging from what remains of this orc, he didn't carry himself with much grace or sobriety and it seems to show in the frozen over tracks however there's not much time left with them so we'll have to go now if you want to make most of it
1: alright well at this point we can only hope that they haven't discovered their friend yet so we have the upper hand now what we're gonna do next is we're gonna move slowly and methodically and we're gonna cover our tracks What I say goes here. You see somebody you do not engage until I say so. Is that clear? Of course. In
4: fact, I think it's kind of a bad idea to engage at all. And she looks over to Acolyte Khan and she's like, this is supposed to only be a scouting mission.
1: Yeah, he'll kind of... Give Conn a little punch in the shoulders as it's purely fact finding. You're gonna do gate Uh he falls unconscious and his dying one. <laughs> but never mind, he's dead. We 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 can't save him now we, we, we have to, to move on. on. Yep. So yeah, um yeah, Flint's gonna basically spend the next week or as much time as it takes, I guess, just scouting the surrounding area and countryside, trying to pick up uh tracks where we can, trying to zero in on where this uh camp of nearby orcs may be. Um Imagine there's a lot of, like, uh, you know, either Acolyte, Khan, uh, or Juliet, like, trying to point out different, um, like, good places, potentially, for a camp to be hidden, and Flint will just be like, ah, that's, there's a difference between concealment and a good hiding place. You don't want to look for places that look like a good place to hide. You need to look for things like, like, over there, there's, it looks like there used to be a waterfall there. They probably carved out a channel that would be good to hide numbers and, then just, trying to like get a good lay of the land and try to find all the out of the way places that he as a smuggler might know that like is a good place to hide a small group of like a small band of soldiers okay are you attempting to roll a lore underworld yeah that'd be a decent one and i'm (laughs) hoping that having somebody who's good at tracking might help that
4: yeah she's gonna cover the tracking part i'll say you can keep on the scout's trail as long as it's good why don't you can either give me a perception
1: or a lore underworld. Okay. I wish I had a little bit of a higher uh, underworld lore. It's only plus nine, so I'm gonna do a perception. God damn it, nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna burn a reroll on that though, because I kinda wanna do it. make this work. Let's try it again. That's better. 31. That's a lot better. <laughs>
4: I think that you do scan a lot of these places where you would hide if you were smuggling people, places that people wouldn't think to look, places that are under the radar. However, following this trail and scanning those places, you get to the summit before the narrowing caverns, and you're maybe 12 to 15 hours out from the temple at this point but this is right where the terrain turns into the giant spires and you see an orc camp being torn down and moved back into the mountains in fact you see several caravans of people in bodies in rusted cages that are atta- affixed to the tops of carts being pulled by trolls and lines of weaker orcs that clearly are unable to fight, served more as labor, and they're being carted into the mountain. And with the 31, you also see what you can ascertain is as sort of the head of the camp a place where it's nicer it's in a defensible spot and where you are pretty certain whoever runs this place is based out of and there seems to be a large hulking Kravnok orc with two axes and a wolf's pelt draped over his back and covering his head speaking with a dwarf woman who has a red scarf around her neck and it's hard to see from this distance but her robe seems to be affixed almost to a haughty point with jewelry and and things of
1: value do I do I see any banners or anything like that that they're flying not specifically re- he's he's looking for that frost knuckle brand like banner
4: you don't see anything like that flying what you see is a posh of things as if it's several sort of tribes kind of organized in unison here there's clearly different camp areas where different styles have taken form but the orcs are not entirely the strongest thing here some of these trolls you see several undead passing through And the complacency and peace between them is alarming.
1: Okay. And this is clearly, this is a large force. This is probably a lot more of a presence than Flint was expecting, looking for just, like, one band.
4: Yeah, and you likely can deduce that a lot of these prisoners and, and troops coming through are coming
1: from Godfrey's watch. Are they heading into the pass? Heading into the mountains, yeah. Like, potentially towards the area where the temple is. I know the temple's kind of concealed.
4: The temple is concealed. The temple's off to the east. They're going right, right into giant spires.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah, Flint will say to, uh, say to Julietta, Juliet, why don't you head back to the temple? Tell them what you see in here. I'm going to stay here for a few more days. Watch what they do.
4: Are you sure that's uh, the greatest idea?
1: Don't worry, I'm going to. I have no desire to get this uh, party kicked off quite yet. I'm going to lay low.
4: If I don't see you in two days, I'll come looking. Aye. And she disappears with the acolyte. And you spend the next couple days watching over this camp. You see the next day, and pretty much at dawn, that dwarf woman leaving with her own cart that's been affixed with living
1: soldiers. What direction is she heading? Into the mountains. Okay.
4: But she seems to kind of break away from the caravan. But after... The next day or so, the traffic starts to dwindle. Most of the orcs have gone. The leader's tent is being broken down, and just the last bit remains, but it looks like they are finally abandoning camp.
1: Okay. I mean, yeah, Flint needs to get a closer look at this this leader to try to confirm or deny that it's the person he's looking for. So maybe if you can just try to get down closer to where the actual pass is to get a better look. Okay. Give me a stealth check. Okay. Eh, 23. 23.
4: Okay. You shift down a little bit closer, and I think you do. You have time to take, so I imagine you move slow. Yeah, but the terrain is rough. The perpetual darkness is rough. The snow is rough. And it's hard to get down there with a good amount of speed. And you get to a point where you're kind of at the precipice of this steep gravel slope. And you get the sense that getting any closer is going to be very difficult without making a lot of noise but you're probably a half mile
1: away quarter mile away okay I mean that'll have to do I guess give me one more perception okay come on baby anything oh my god you know what nope burning through a Jesus fucking Christ Uh, okay cool I, I, I'm already rolling so bad. Um, 19. I rolled a 5 and then a 2 on my reroll.
4: <laughs> the last thing you see of this orc encampment is the final cart being loaded up with this blue skinned, thick hide troll, partially made out of kind of icicles. He's loading these, this large rolled up thick leather tent, loading it in the back, picking up the cart, pulling it. And it fades and all you see is the silhouette of this orc with two wolves, the size of horses, big winter wolves. You can't see his face or any defining features. You can see his silhouette as it seemingly looks back almost directly at you. And you're gripping the hilt of your short sword as its intensity is burning hot in your hand. You have the urge to run forward and charge this foe. There is no time before he disappears into the winter storm, and we'll pick this up next time on the
1: Reroll Gaming Podcast. Pew
4: pew.
1: God, I I don't <laughs> mind so much, uh, like combats combat, uh, you know rolls are what they are but goddamn, do i hate rolling poorly on like perception and stuff like that yeah. for shit like this it yeah. drives me nuts i know me too it's 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 a rough one buddy
0: we roll really well on really weird shit everyone does
4: like it's <laughs> um, just like god damn it
0: why did i roll so high on
2: that
4: yeah everybody take your give yourselves a reroll all around for your scenes <laughs> today wow so zane you're still net negative one reroll today <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of RHEL and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons, living or dead, or actual events are purely coincidental. Reroll Gaming uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Reroll Gaming is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. The Reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zing Garing. The Chronicles of Rail theme and Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon or Ko-fi if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. And leave us a review wherever you heard this episode. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.